Hey, Marvel Maniacs, welcome to another exciting episode of Guardians of the MCU. This is episode number 265, and we are recording this on Saturday, July 9th, 2022. We don't really record this on Saturdays. Um, I'm going to be traveling. Sheba's traveling. John has stuff going on. Uh, I you're stuck with me. Yeah, yeah. I said, darn it, I'm going to do an episode, and uh, I said, Eric, what's up? And, you and said, I said, Tim, I nothing. don't think you understand how Saturdays work. <laughs> but that's okay. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, hey, we're here, and, and thank you uh, thank you for joining me. Oh, thank you for having me. Always we happy actu- to, to talk Marvel stuff. Yeah, yeah. We, we actually, uh, you know, my, my anticipation, of course, I texted you, was, oh, there shouldn't be much, because, you know, Thor, Love, and Thunder came out. And uh, as usual, as I'm, I'm scouring my feeds... Uh, not that there's any like huge, huge news items, but there were a number of news items. So and we may have some stuff to talk about. Official instead of just rumors. Yeah, yeah, which is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, let's see, a little bit of an update for MCU TV. Uh, for folks who may not know, yesterday, Friday, uh, July 8th, Canada basically had a major outage of everything. What do you mean, um, everything? Communications wise, uh, oh, Ro- I was going to say Rogers, as long as Tim Hortons didn't run out of donuts, the no, country no, no. will still be functional. Uh, but but Rogers, which is their primary uh, yeah. uh, internet service provider, it's like their cell Comcast, phone, AT and T. Yeah, like they do they do everything. Um, they were down for most of the day, and uh, John and wow. Sheba were going to record uh, yesterday their episode of MCU TV to cover uh, episode five of Ms. Marvel. Um, again, because Sheba is 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 uh, traveling, so they needed to record earlier than they usually do, and uh, it just never happened because mm. of that. So uh, they Sheba didn't get internet back uh, like much of Canada until later in the evening. Um, so we, we will get that episode out. It's just going to be a matter of time. Um, did they get it recorded? They did not no because they never okay. they never got got together they never got back up and yeah and Sheba is uh, mm. is is on her way out and then uh, John is then out um, past when when Sheba comes back so it might Sheba and I may end up covering uh, that, that fifth episode together uh, when she gets back and then um, then then the two of them should be able to do the finale so or it may also well, be Sheba and I to do to the it. finale it was a good episode. The episode five was it was interesting. It was very different. Um, it was very deep. Uh, it was in in terms of of you know for folks who have been keeping up the family origins, um, and 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 yeah, it was it was very interesting. It was kind of unexpected. It was a it was a very different pace, a very different tone. Um, but I liked it. I I, I thought it was good. I, I thought there was some some cool stuff that they revealed in that. Yeah, I I, I don't think it's going to be one of my favorite episodes of the series, but it was good. And I think it added a lot to the world building for the series. It's one of yes. those things where it's the, the necessary, I don't want to say exposition because it wasn't exposition, but it's like the necessary world building parts so you can get back to where all the moments are. Yeah. 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 And, and, and it ended back with where we needed to be for the finale. And I'm really looking forward to the finale. Um, of course, we're, we're expecting to see Captain Marvel um, in the finale. 
and uh, you know, so it Man. should be should be great. I'm 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 looking forward to that. So so I'm going to because uh, I know it's been a while since we've gotten any hate mail. So I'm I'm going to go out on a limb here. Not a Captain Marvel fan. Okay. And and part of it may be that I'm not a big Brie Larson fan from okay. from what I know of her, like as a person. Uh, and I'm not going to lie that that may be tarnishing my opinion of the character a little bit. And I hate it when that happens because I try to be able to maintain that separation. But sometimes sure. I just can't. And for me, this is one of those situations where I can't. I love Miss Marvel. Uh, but the movie, you know, uh, Captain Marvel, the movie I thought was OK. And her involvement in Infinity War and Endgame was OK and, and maybe could have been utilized better. Uh, so I don't know. It just never connected with her. It's, uh, but I'm glad we have Miss Marvel. Yeah. Instead, yeah. Absolutely. I'm loving that. Yeah. All right. So let's see. Before we get on to the news here, uh, for anyone who might be new, just a reminder Guardians of the MCU is part of the Random Cheddar Network. Please do check us out at randomcheddar.com for information on all of our shows, membership through Patreon, access to the Escape Hatch Discord channel, and show merchandise from T Public. Eric, do you remember when we used to spend like 10 minutes doing that? Now, you just said for those people who are new. I don't want people thinking we literally spent 10 minutes doing it. But yeah, no, we, we a, literally a, did <laughs> for a while. And a lot of that was my fault. It was but like yeah. we really went into like, here's all the benefits of discord and here's what it's all about and everything we do. And yeah, yeah. we were very, very long winded in that stuff. So and, and here's a better way of doing it. Hey, people show up in discord and then you'll see for yourself. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Now, now we tell people we do the quick thing and then we spend three times longer than the quick thing talking about how quick the quick thing wasn't when it wasn't. And I see, quick. Once again, that's you. That's me. That you're, is, you're all right. That. All right. That's yeah. it. On your news. First news item up. Uh, Marvel Studios assembled the making of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is now available on Disney Plus. Um, oh, I, I love the Marvel Studios assembled stuff. Eric, how mm -hmm. about you? Yeah, I, I think that they're great. There are obviously some that are better than others, but they do a really good job of showing um, not just the behind the scenes when it comes to the special effects and the production stuff, but sometimes also some of the writing and some of the creative choices. And I really like getting to be able to see that perspective. And it's the whole collection of perspectives. It, it's all of those things from production to the creative to the actors talking about what their experiences were like in a way that you're not going to hear in promotional interviews and things like that. Yeah. I think it's a great series. Um, you know, I, I see the Marvel Legends stuff come out and I'm kind of like, yeah, you know, I can get a recap on YouTube. Right, but then I yeah. see Marvel's Assemble, uh, Marvel Studios Assemble come out and I typically drop what I'm doing to go check it out. I did not know this was out. And when we're done recording, actually, I'm going to go watch it. I'm, yeah. I'm looking, I've been looking forward to this one for a while. Yeah, if, if I don't catch it tonight, I will at least be downloading it on my iPad because I have a, a couple of flights tomorrow and uh, that will be a good opportunity to watch it then. Um, yeah, I, I, I think they're really good. My favorite was the one that was done for Loki because Tom mm -hmm. Hiddleston basically hosted it. He didn't like he didn't narrate. He didn't like voice over it. He hosted it and yeah. it was fantastic. 
because it was just all him and him talking to people. It wasn't some mysterious person behind the camera that you never heard getting sound bites from the other actors and the director. No, no, no. It was Tom Hiddleston running around with a camera or with a camera person doing mm-hmm. the whole thing. And I loved it. Loved it. I think the best one, in my opinion, is the one from Shang-Chi. Uh, that one was really good, too. Talking about a lot of the brilliant. effects, the fighting. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And the, then the choreography. Again, yeah. The the experiences of the actors and actresses, which, again, lent into the choreography and, and how some of the scenes were set up. And, and uh, it really added a lot of depth to what was already a phenomenal movie. And I felt like I was getting a lot more out of the movie after watching that episode. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And that is another thing they do. They add to the movie experience like the one for um, Eternals, I thought was really fantastic. And it made me enjoy Eternals more. And well, I'll talk. We'll talk a little bit about Eternals later. Um, you know, it wasn't one of my favorites, uh, but I didn't dislike it. But yeah, the, the Marvel Studios assembled for it made me appreciate aspects of the movie but more so yeah uh let's see no surprise to anyone uh charlie cox and vincent d'onofrio will be reuniting and reprising their roles from the netflix defender shows for the echo series on disney plus um we obviously already saw vincent d'onofrio come back as kingpin uh for the hawkeye series uh, and we saw charlie cox in uh spider-man no way home mm-hmm. um with an allusion to him being uh, Daredevil. And uh, so, yeah, this should be no surprise to anyone. Yeah. Worst kept secret in Marvel. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't yeah. know that it was intended to even be a secret, <laughs> but it is right. one of those things that so many people wanted. Like, you know, once the the Netflix Defenders shows got scrapped, so many people were clamoring like, oh, my gosh bring these characters um, and Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio were the two at the top of, of the list by most fans. Yeah. Bring these actors, bring these characters into the MCU. And I'm so glad that they, that they did and that they are. Yeah. And I hope they bring more. Um, yeah. I mean, honestly, even the worst of the shows were still pretty good. I think I still have to finish the second season of Punisher, but I like Punisher I thought the second season of Iron Fist was good, even if the first season was a little lacking. Mm-hmm. Um, they had some really good shows. They're, I would love to see those characters come back in general. Yeah. They're, uh, we're hearing a little bit more uh, in terms of the rumor mill on, on Jessica Jones. Um, a little while ago, uh, oh gosh, the actress's name has left my mind. Who's, what's the actress's name for uh, Jessica I, Jones? I, I, it's right on the tip of my tongue and I would have had it had you not mentioned that it left your mind. <laughs> um, I could look it up. Yeah. Yeah. So while okay. you're looking it up, uh, I'll mention, and, and we had mentioned it on the show here that the actress kind of changed her look a little bit um, to kind of line up a little bit more with uh, when she played Jessica Jones. So, you know, putting, adding a little bit of, of purple tone into her hair, uh, and, and, you know, she was, she was working out now. She had fairly recently had a, a baby. So, you know, mm. 
and a lot of people work out even without babies. Um, but that baby's ripped. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Actress's name is? Uh, Kristen Ritter. Kristen Ritter. Thank you. Um, so there were some rumors already with that. Uh, so on Disney Plus, it is not uh, the title of the series. They actually changed it from Jessica Jones to AKA Jessica Jones, which is uh, the actual title of uh, her original comic book run. Um, and it's just one of those things, you know, you know, Eric, with pretty much any fandom, when there's something that's just a little bit of a tweak or a little bit of a change, the fandom says, oh, my gosh, there must be something else. Obviously. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, th- this explains like the whole Secret Wars thing, I think. I mean, think about it. They changed the name of Jessica Jones to put AKA in front of it. And then we're getting Secret Wars. I- I'm I'm pretty certain you can make the connection there. I'm I'm pretty sure you get it. You get it. Okay, no, fans are just crazy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there, there, there is a, a rumor uh, associated with this whole Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio thing um, that Kingpin will be making a run for New York City mayor. Uh, of course, this is true to the comics. Um, mm-hmm. In fact, in the current uh, Daredevil comics, he is um, uh, is no was mayor of New York City. Um he was I know recent, that he was years recently ago. deposed uh, and, and okay. uh, yeah, he, he was years ago. He became again. Um, and, and actually, the current uh, mayor of, of New York City is uh, is Luke Cage. Oh, really? So, yes. Yeah. Wow. After 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 a big to do with, uh, with 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 the Kingpin. So, um, yeah, but by and large, the Defenders mm-hmm. and then other characters, um, Spider-Man and a couple of other Spider-Man uh, versions and some others got together and yeah, there was a thing. Interesting. Uh, San Diego comic-con. Uh, so first of all, we, it was mentioned, uh, Marvel studios is going to be at San Diego comic-con. Uh, the agenda has come out for San Diego comic-con. The, the big hall H, what they're calling the mega panel for Marvel studios is going to be Saturday, July 23rd at 5 PM local. Um, of course, as we mentioned this before, do not expect them to be live streamed this year uh, or streamed at all. Um, I don't think they were even live streamed before they were pre-recorded um, when they put them out in the 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 days of of the pandemic, which we're still in, by the way. Just a little bit of a reminder. Still got to yeah, be careful out there, you know. Um, but they uh, with that agenda, we've had the revelation of another Marvel Studios panel. Uh, another this panel. one, yes, another one. Uh, this is going to be an hour and 30 minute panel uh, held on Friday, July 22nd, starting at 1145 a.m. local. And this is going to be for animation projects. Uh, this will supposedly include a first look at the X-Men 97 revival. I am all in. I, you know, it's funny because I loved that generation of the X-Men and I loved all the storylines the uh, cartoon, the excuse me, the animated series was the best thing we had at the time. Uh, watching it now is a little bit difficult because, you know, it hasn't aged all that well. Um, but I'm really excited to see that generation of X-Men come yeah. back. You know, the red team, the go- or, I'm sorry, the blue team, the gold team, um, the whole like ni- early 1990s, Chris Claremont, uh, mm-hmm. Jim Lee. 
era of X-Men. That's what the, that cartoon series was based around. Yeah. And I'm really excited to see that come back. Yeah, I, I am too. Uh, Eric, the, uh, the, the, the music from it, now that I mentioned that, is that in your head? Mm-hmm. I mean, it kind of was for a second once you asked if it was in my head. Yeah. And, and now it's going to be in your head for the next like three hours. Nah. Congratulations. No, nah, I, I, I have more control over it. <laughs> what, it. See, when you only have two brain cells and they're bouncing around, they only uh, collide with each other every so often. So it's okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. So it's in only one of the brain cells, but the other one has no idea. The other one just can't find it. Clueless. Okay. All right. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. We do have a director announced for Captain America 4, uh, and this is Julius Ona. This is breaking news, by the way. Sort of. This just broke uh, about 24 hours ago, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And this is, uh, let's see, Julius Ona is from, uh, I think he's from Nigeria, uh, he directed the Cloverfield Paradox, and is it pronounced Luce? Lucy? I don't know. Luce. Uh, Luce. Luce. Is that how it's pronounced? I, I have no idea. I'm not familiar with that one. You're, I've you're, seen the Cloverfield. You're Paradox. just throwing like miscellaneous accent marks into it. It's spelled L. Well, you said he's from Nigeria, so I'm, I'm thinking. Okay, so in Nigeria, don't they speak? Is it French? Well, yes, but but this movie is an American movie. Well, there are American movies with other. Okay, let me go to IMDb. <laughs> I see how it's going to be. It's got uh, Naomi Watts and Octavia Spencer uh, in it. I, I honestly don't remember hearing of, but it's not that old. I think it was like a 2018 or 2017. 2019. Movie. Oh, 2019. Yep. Okay. Um, so it's probably, it looks like it's probably Lucy or Luce, which is a nickname for Lucy. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's about a little girl. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're a big Cloverfield fan, right? I mean, a big fan might be putting it too strongly. I am a Cloverfield fan. I'm a fan of what he did with the first movie, even as, as nauseating as it was to watch <laughs> visually. Um, sure. I thought it was uh, an impressive example of thinking outside the box for filmmaking. And I liked um whatever it was, Cloverfield Lane. I thought that that was kind of a good bottle movie, so to speak. Uh, The Cloverfield paradox was difficult because calling it that means you were trying to find connections to the rest of the Cloverfield universe. And it was really, really, really hard to get there. Um, The movie itself was a pretty, pretty solid uh, low budget sci-fi movie. Like it was, it was good. It was solidly good. Um, I think having the Cloverfield name on it just set the expectations high enough that it it didn't perform very well. It was okay though. And, and thinking back to it, uh, the directing, I I can't see any problems really with it. The writing could have yeah. been better. The directing was fine. Okay. So like bringing this guy in for Captain America, um, I have no problem with that. I'm okay with it. Yeah. And for, for folks, if you've not watched a Cloverfield movie, the, the original premise um, is basically, if, and if you're, it's it's kind of crazy, Eric, that we have to say this. If you're old enough to remember Blair Witch, oh it's, my gosh. if you've taken the cinematography of Blair Witch I and, saw that and insert Godzilla, that's kind of the 
Cloverfield premise. I mean, that's fundamentally yeah, yeah. what it is. Lair Witch meets Kaiju. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, it, but not until late in the movie. Yes. Very, very, very late in the movie. Which is typical <laughs> of all Kaiju movies. I mean, let's face it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's actually it, it is incredibly well done. It's it's uh, it, it, it really is very compelling. Like there's a lot of edge of your seat stuff, uh, especially in that first movie. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah so back to Captain America Four, though, um, yeah. I think that, you know, we, we keep over on Force Chatter, we keep comparing Star Wars to the MCU uh, production wise. Mm-hmm. And. I kind of like bringing in these directors that very few people have heard of, whether it's for the TV series or for the theatrical releases. I agree. Because they don't come with any baggage. And I I use the term baggage lightly because some of these directors I really like. Um, We're going to talk a little bit in a moment, and I hope this doesn't change things too much. But, for example, Taika Waititi. I like most of the things that he does. Now he's the thing is he's very much kind of an outside the box thinker Mm -hmm. and he, he leans to his benefit. It is. It is. I think he's actually one of the most brilliant and underestimated people in Hollywood right now. I truly believe that. Yeah. But you have to accept that he leans heavily into that creativity. And if it's not your style of creativity, you might not like it. Yeah. So when you get, very specialized directors, Tim Burton, Quentin Tarantino. Oh, yeah. Taika they all Bittin. have their tone. They have their tone. Yeah. And you're not going to break away from that tone. It's a signature thing. And and so when you get up and coming directors instead who are skilled but are still understanding and respectful of the fact, not that the others aren't, but they're respectful of the fact that they're playing in someone else's universe and they mm-hmm. really want to get it right. Because this is their big chance, I guess. Yeah. And, and I think that this is probably a good sign. I'm, I'm pretty happy with this directing announcement. Now, yeah. when we say announcement, this was uh, reported by Hollywood Reporter. I don't think it's actually been officially stated by MCU yet, by Marvel Studios. But right. as we all know, Hollywood Reporter, by the time they report it, it it's pretty much a done deal. Yeah, yeah. Entities like Hollywood Reporter um, and in uh, Variety are are practically the mouthpieces for Marvel Studios um, Entertainment in, Weekly. Sometimes, yeah, Entertainment Weekly, uh, yeah. where I I have to imagine that it's it's you know when they say things are quote leaked um, to at least to those entities, yeah. that is pretty it's much Kevin Feige like Kevin Feige, there. yeah, calling so, okay, up an editor and saying, hey. Um, write something about this, would you? Right. <laughs> so we're yeah. like 98% assured when it comes from those sources that it's accurate, mm-hmm. which is why and we don't report those track things as record. The, the history would support that. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned Taika Waititi. So speaking of, of Taika Waititi, uh, Thor 11 Thunder just came out a few days ago. Um, mm-hmm. Again, today is Saturday. Uh, we had the the uh, Thursday night preview, the official release uh, yesterday, uh, Friday. So uh, Thor Love and Thunder, fifth highest opener for the MCU ever. Fifth highest is pretty big. Really? When you've got 28 movies now, I think. This it's might got, be what, 29th. 12 or 13 years worth of... Yeah. So three to four movies a year. I mean, fifth opener. That's 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 big. That's big. Um, 20, that's crazy. Yeah. Twenty nine million dollar domestic Thursday night preview. 
wow. which is the second highest gross for 2022. Uh, the first one being uh, No Way Home, and number three being Doctor Strange 2. So the MCU mm-hmm. owns the top three spots. Well, um, they're also the only people who've really put out flagship movies so far in 2022 other than uh, Top Gun Maverick. True, true. Uh, now, on the, I would say the, the downside, because this is still better than a lot of other movies happen to manage. But in terms of the MCU, um, it, it, it's a little disappointing. It received a B plus uh, from CinemaScore. Uh, and these are CinemaScore does audience reviews that ties it for the second lowest of any MCU film. Um, so interestingly enough, it is tied with Doctor Strange 2. Uh, and the lowest is Eternals with a B. Um, hmm. I got Rotten Tomatoes up here. Is Rotten Tomatoes still like 75? Um, no. So Elvis is 77. Uh, Minions is a little lower than that. Minions is down at 72. That was another big opening movie. Thor Love and Thunder, a little bit lower than Minions. Um, 68. Ouch. And dropping. That's the, uh, the, the official, uh, tomato meter. That's the official one. Let me, let me see what the people have said. I mean, the audience is, it's a Marvel movie and you've got that like right after I see it. Oh, it's incredible because I finally got out of the house for once. Yeah. Uh, audience scores 82. Okay. But so um, yeah, kind of interesting. So I'm going to throw this one quick thing out there before we continue discussion on Love and Thunder, because basically that's going to be the rest of the episode. We do have one rumor, um, and that is that the villain of the Ironheart series is going to be the Hood, um, which is a... uh, That sounds uh, familiar. Yeah. Well, not to be confused with the Hood in DC, um, over on the DC comic side, they both have a Hood. Um, Not not Red Hood, and and not... uh, Cloak from Cloak and Dagger. Correct. Correct. Uh, So the hood um, in the comics was actually never associated with Ironheart. So it's an interesting connection that that they're making there. So, again, that's only a rumor. Um, Any commentary on that, Eric, before we go back to a regularly scheduled program? I'm trying to remember who the hood is even, and I feel like I should remember and I don't. So, no, I don't really have any. Any comments one way or the other? And even Ironheart, I know very little about the character other than just like what I've been told. I was no longer actively reading comics uh, when Ironheart was introduced. Yeah. So, nope, I'm just kind of waiting it out. Something tells me the hood was like a, a Punisher villain. I'm I'm thinking so. Like, I'm thinking it was one of those street level. Yeah. Bad like guys. He, he had some powers, but he also put together like this organized crime network kind of thing. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. So back to our regularly scheduled program, Thor, Love and Thunder. Mm -hmm. I, I just got home a couple hours ago from seeing it. Have, Have you yet seen it, Eric? I was going to try to see it Thursday night. And if not Thursday, then Friday. However, I was a little bit ill over the last few days. And then as I started um, really paying attention to what I consider to be for me personally, trusted sources of reviews because, you know, everybody has different people they connect with. 
uh, I was less and less interested in going. And now I'm at the point where unless I start hearing some good things about it, I might not even see it in the theaters. Mm. I don't know. I probably will, but I'm not in a rush for it anymore. Okay. So, of course, um, here on Guardians, we are going to do our full spoiler-filled review um, again at some point in the fairly uh, upcoming uh, uh, future here. Um, but again, we have a little bit some we just have people all over the place. Everybody should record it on their respective planes. We should. Yes. Using the, the in-flight Wi-Fi system. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's reliable. Yeah, and um, we'll just expense it because it's expensive too. Oh yeah, totally, totally. Um, so, but what I will give uh, are, are my spoiler-free review of Thor: Love and Thunder. Um, so I am amazed that CinemaScore has it tied with Doctor Strange Two because Doctor Strange Two is um, is much better, and and. Doctor Strange 2, just standing alone on its own, is much better. But then compared to Thor Love and Thunder, um, I did not think Thor Love and Thunder was a great movie. In fact, I thought Eternals mm. was better than Thor Love and Thunder. Um, now, I don't know what, what you think of the Eternals. So give, me a, a, give us a point of reference there. I, I, I thought Eternals was, was good, but not great. Fair. Um, I'm coming awfully, awfully, awfully close, Eric, mm -hmm. to saying that Ant-Man was better than Thor Love and Thunder. Oh, I have no doubt Ant-Man was better than... I don't think you could put Love and Thunder in like the top five MCU films. Oh, no. No, no, no. So, obviously, so, Ant-Man is better. <laughs> I mean, that goes without saying. Well, I, I Here's see the this... Question. Was it... Was it better than Iron Man 2? No, Iron Man 2 is one of the best oh MCU gosh. movies ever made. Um, it, it was one of the best pieces of crap ever made. What, no, I, I didn't hear no. what you said. I was talking over you. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I will say, you know, Iron Man 3, not a fan. Iron Man 3 was still was better okay. than Thor Love and Thunder. Hmm. Um, yeah. So so here, here's the thing. I put this out there. um, and simply as an MCU fan overall, I'm putting this out there not to discourage people from going to see the movie. I think everyone should still experience it for themselves because people do have different opinions. Um, I was messaging with Lizzie a little while ago. Lizzie loves the movie. She thinks it's fantastic. Um, I, I I have a very different opinion of it. Um you know, there's for folks who listen to our the random chatter show, uh, we do reviews. Sometimes, you know, mm -hmm. folks will know that between uh, Eric and Lou and myself, we have some vastly different opinions of certain things that, that come oh, yes. out that, that we have watched. That's um, the whole reason the media chatter show works. Yes, exactly. Because when we disagree, it makes for the best recordings. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, okay, so spoiler-free um, and, and, and not real lengthy. In terms of Thor Love and Thunder, um, the story... When you take a step back and you look big picture at the story, I think the story is good. The story is 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 very worthwhile. It's a that that part of it is good. It's the execution of the storytelling that I don't like. Um, hmm. 
Now, I'm going to put this out there, and, and I, I don't regardless, regard this as a spoiler because it's not really a, it's not, it's definitely not a prominent story element. In fact, it's something that um, it, it is introduced fairly early in the movie, and it is, they kind of revisit it at the end of the movie, and I didn't make the connection in the movie until I, and I, I didn't make the connection until I was driving home from the, the movie. And I think that it is uh, one of the issues with the execution of the storytelling is because the story is actually being told by Korg. So keep that in mind. So you're saying that like Korg is dumbing down the story is a whole movie supposed to be seen through his eyes, do you think? Uh, no, no, because there are okay. things that happen that he is not present for in the story. OK, um, so, but, but he is, he's, he's, he's telling this tale. And so, you know, you have Korg who has his particular personality quirks and such. So when you, and I'm not saying that this makes the movie better in this context, it doesn't, but it explains why I think to a large extent, at least in universe, why the story is what it is. Because a lot of it to me, I thought there's a lot of overacting. I thought the comedy was kind of outrageous it was kind of over the top now taking that out of universe i think in a lot of ways that was taika watiti trying to outdo himself from thor ragnarok which was obviously wildly popular and commonly regarded as one of the best mcu films that was ever made which and which i agree with relied pretty heavily on the comedy yes absolutely and it, and it relied also on kind of the quirkiness that it had this movie, if you take that quirkiness and that comedy and you crank it to 10 and then you plug in an amplifier and you crank that amplifier to 10, uh, th- that's what you're getting out of this. So it, it just I, I, I had a difficult time with it. Um, now, that said, it's not without its its redeeming qualities. There are some really good moments in the movie. Um, I really like Gore the God Butcher. Great character, yeah, done really well. Very much he's appreciated. Been a point of it. contention with people. People seem to either really connect with him as a villain or don't like him at all. Yeah, but I, in I, your opinion, he worked. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I I like the character a lot. Uh, in in terms of uh, you know Nat- Natalie Portman coming back um, and and reprising her role slash uh, being elevated to to the mighty Thor, um, it, it worked. It, it it worked, and 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 taking this out of the context of things being overacted and the, the, the outrageous comedy and that kind of stuff. If you just kind of just looking at that aspect alone, um, I liked it. I thought that she was more into this than she was into her previous appearances uh, in, in the MCU. And, and I think it worked really well there. There was much better chemistry there and she had a, she had a meaningful role in, in the movie, which I really appreciated. Um, so, you know, that that part of it, I I thought was really good. Um, OK, you know, it, Valkyrie had had good involvement in the movie. And I really like the character of, of Valkyries. And they, they did a, a fair amount with her that I that I appreciated. Um, so it, so it's hard to say any more without spoiling. But, yeah, go, go, go on with your questions and I, I will answer them the best I can without uh, without spoiling anything. OK, Um. 
I'm, I'm going to ask you questions based on what I've been seeing online, uh, both in reviews I've read and things I've seen on YouTube. And I guess the one thing that comes up more than anything other than uh, Gore the God Butcher, which, you know, we already mentioned, is the the humor mm-hmm. again, which is something Taika Waititi is known for. And again, it was on display in Thor Ragnarok and to the film's benefit. Yeah. A and lot and of I people, like his humor, but this was just yeah. it was too much. Okay. Yeah. People seem to think that it felt natural in Ragnarok and it felt kind of forced here. And they said that it seemed like there was too much of it. Like everything was trying to be funny. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah. And, and I guess to some extent the overacting, but do, do you think that if the humor element of it had been played differently it would have improved the movie do you think it would have made a difference in how the movie is being seen uh, some yeah I, I i i think it would have because i mean there were well the humor there definitely were some really good funny moments but then there's also a lot of wow they're still doing that wow they're still doing that again <laughs> yeah um, people said they kind of bled some of the jokes dry a little bit too much yeah yeah um but again in thinking of this in universe that it was Korg telling this story that again, not justification, but that connects it in my mind like, Oh, okay. That's why it's over the top because Korg telling a story would be over the top. Um, uh, and, and of course the, the irony is that Korg is voced by Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi. So, um, yeah. but you don't get it. Like, it's not narrated by Korg or anything. It just, it kind of starts off with Korg has a bunch of people in front of them. He's tell, he starts off telling them a story and then it kind of goes to, here's the visuals and the visuals are the movie, um, of, of, okay. you know, of, of the story that, that he's telling. So, uh, which is why, again, to me, like I, you're not reminded that he's the one who's telling the story to people. It's just like this early on thing that, Oh, Hey, I'm going to tell you the story. And then poof, it goes into quote the movie, right? So, uh, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, so I guess what I'm taking away from what you're saying, um, the one thing that you said that nobody, I haven't heard anybody else say. Let me rephrase it. I've heard everybody else say, just not using those words. When you used the phrase that Taikwatiti seemed to be trying to um, outdo himself from Thor Ragnarok, yeah, that does seem to be consistent with what other people's opinions are, and, and that seems to be the common thread between a lot of the reviews that say, "eh, it was okay." But uh, when I'm hearing a lot of like middle of the road things, it's like the low end of mediocre, not because it's bad but just because it's very bland. And the thing about humor too, is that people see different things as being funny that mm-hmm. other people don't and humor subjective. So if you lean too much into that humor, you're putting yourself at risk as a storyteller because oh, yeah. you might not connect with everybody. Or if it's nothing but jokes, even if you have a few good ones, you're also going to have a bunch of flops in between and that's going to add up. Yeah. And, and the thing is, like, I like Taika Waititi's humor. So not yeah, just yeah. from Ragnarok, but uh, things like what our we do in the shadows, death. our flag means shadows, death, that kind of guy. stuff. Like, yeah, like, wow, like this, like, love his humor and still love him as a director. Seems to be a, an amazing person. 
Um, but just this was too much. And, and, and I think, you know, it, it was it was kind of telegraphed to us. And I guess, you know, any director who's directing a a, a second film in a franchise is going to say, oh, yeah, this one's going to be even better than the first one. It's going to be more of everything. Okay, sure. That's what I want to hear. I don't want to hear them say, oh, well, I'm going to make a movie that's going to be okay compared to the first one. No, no, no. I want to hear them say, yes, I'm going to make it even better because especially when you enjoyed the first one tremendously, I, I'm ready to be wowed. But again, he just cranked the dial on everything to the point where like it was all feedback and, you know, that's all you're getting. I'm yeah. Like, oh, Yeah. Yeah, well, but again, uh, there were some funny. Mo- there were some really funny moments in it. There was good storytelling. Um, several episodes ago, we we had mentioned on here that there's there's a lot going on in the MCU right now with gods. Gods yes. are a thing in the MCU. Um, you look at the Eternals. You look at uh, there's some allusions to it even in in, in Ms. Marvel. You look at Moon Knight. Um, you look at a lot of these things and they're involving gods um, and, and, and I guess some looser definitions of 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 that. Um, but something is brewing and this movie kind of continues that momentum. So I think it's still important to see the movie and to know what goes on in the movie and to see where the movie takes us, because there are some implications in this film. Um, story-wise for the broader MCU. So, you know, again, as as an MCU fan, I think it's important to see everything. If you don't like right. it, you don't like it. Um, but, you know, because there are connections, there's always connections. And sometimes those connections aren't made apparent for three or four years down the road. Um, but there's always connections. And maybe this movie is going to age better for me. I don't know. Um, you know, like the, the second Thor movie, um, the second Thor movie aged really well for me. Wasn't a huge fan when it first came out. Right. And then like after the Loki series, I'm like, you know, what? I'm going to go rewatch every Thor thing. Mm-hmm. And the second movie, all and of a sudden, now. I'm like, oh, my gosh, there is so much more meaning to this movie. When yeah. you look at because all that stuff was really Loki's story. It happened to be in a Thor movie, but it was Loki's story. Right. And like, oh my gosh, what like so much more meaning. And I got so much more enjoyment out of that movie. Um, I don't know that that's going to happen necessarily with this movie because of how the story was told. Um, I might get better appreciation for what the story is, but not necessarily the execution. Because that 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 still just didn't do it for me. And and by the way, uh, my wife w- went with me to see the movie, and um, she basically has the same opinions that I do from this as, as you know we were talking through it on the way home. So yeah, um, hmm. you know I wonder how much of it has to do with the fact that Taika is um, very active right now. There's a lot of different projects mm-hmm. he's involved in. And I have to wonder if maybe, I don't know, if, if maybe that had an effect. Maybe he's, I don't want to say overworked, but he's got so many different projects going on. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I there, there, there can be an extent of, uh, I, I mean, I, I even know this from some of the work that, that, that I've done that when you have that many things that you're involved in, um, I mean, you're kind of one almost working to a point of exhaustion and you are throwing all that you possibly are into all of these things because you want to make all of them the most awesome things ever. And mm-hmm. you kind of, I think, lose perspective and you lose control a little bit. And, and, and maybe that's something that happened here. I, I, I don't know. Um, I mean, you're, you're he is one of the changing. most in demand directors. Oh yes. Right now. And, um, you know, I mean, he, he can pretty much print his own money at this point. I'm wondering so. too, if you're changing direction so many times, if like what you just said, you're throwing everything into it, you lose any sense of subtlety too, because yeah. everything is turned up to 11 in every direction all the time. As soon as you swap back to the left, when you had been looking right, now you got to put everything into that. And every time you're, you're changing it up, maybe you're overdoing it. Yeah. I don't know. I'm so I'm speculating here because I really do like Taika Waititi. And I think, again, he is absolutely brilliant and he is one of the most brilliant people in Hollywood right now. And I still firmly believe that even after this. Yeah. Yeah, So I'm just I'm curious as to, you know, was it him trying too hard? Was it him trying to one up himself? Was it him, you know, being pulled in too many different directions, trying to kind of troubleshoot what was going on? But at the end of the day, it is what it is. And. I guess as long as it's not horrible and it sounds like it's not horrible. It's just, it's there. Yeah. I, 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 I couldn't, I, I couldn't call it horrible, but I, I will say, you know, basically I didn't like it. And I think the very first thing I said to my wife after, and there is a mid credit scene and a post credit scene, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yep. Seen them. When, 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 <laughs> Sorry. when, when that end credit scene finished, I turned to my wife and said, that is a movie I will not watch again. Hmm. And there's a lot of stuff I'll watch a second time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Probably things you don't want to confess to on a podcast even. Uh, to an extent, probably, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, that's good to know. I'm still going to see it because, like you said, you kind of have to. But Yeah. 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 So, all right. all right. Well, Eric, thank you very much for joining me. And uh, yes, folks, thank you thanks, for having me. thanks very much for, uh, for, for listening. Um, we do, by the way, for, I guess, another plug for Discord. We uh, just opened up a spoiler discussion channel uh, in Discord for, the, for Thor Love and Thunder. Uh, so if you're, you're in there, you have access to it. If you're not in there, get in there now. Uh, you can uh, find the link to it from uh, the Random Cheddar uh, webpage, ramcheddar.com. And uh, they'll get you in there. And if you've seen the movie and you want to talk about it, or if maybe you haven't seen the movie, but you're like, oh, heck, I don't care about spoilers. And you just decide you want to jump on in. So, you know, go for it. Uh, but there it is. So thanks very much, folks. And uh, yeah, I don't think we'll have a second episode this week again, just because of schedules. Uh, but we will definitely catch you next week with at least a news episode um, and hopefully more. So take care. 